my god, it's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. How are we? Oh, happy Friday. Um, okay, so I am going to tell a quick little story because we have a jam-packed episode. I'm very excited. It's it's just real delightful. Um, I posted this on Facebook uh, last week, So, and by the time this comes out, if you are friends with me on Facebook or follow me on Facebook or whatever, you may have already seen this little story, but I just really wanted to share this thing that happened um, right in front of me um, last weekend that I just, I kind of couldn't believe it and I felt compelled to share it. Um, so I was, uh, it was in the middle of uh, Outfest uh, Film Festival, which is like a lot of movies, a lot of vodka, a lot of energy coming at you. I saw some incredible things. I'm going to talk about one movie later on in, the, in our conversation. Um, but it was, I was stressed and I was with people the whole time. And it, and it was lovely and lots of fun, of course, but just a lot, a lot coming at you. Um, so I had like a Sunday free where I didn't have anything to do. I And I was like by myself. And I what I love to do is just go and hide in a restaurant somewhere and just have a meal all to myself where I don't talk to anybody. I don't engage. And it's the best thing in the world for me. So I went in to a restaurant in my neighborhood that was super dead on the inside, uh, you know, like one in the afternoon or something. And and uh, um, there uh, I, I walked in and, and there was uh, uh, an older man, an older woman sitting at the bar right sort of like in front of me. I was sitting at a table right behind them. And uh, I could tell that they were strangers right away and they were just having drinks at the bar on Sunday afternoon. And um, I heard the man's accent and I was and I heard him say, you know, all I want to do when I get on Hollywood Boulevard, I just want to No, He said, um, what are you saying? <laughs> sorry, I got real carried away there. He just he just said, all I want to do while I'm here is put a chair down on Hollywood Boulevard and just look at people. And I was like, I know that accent. That guy's from the Carolinas or, or thereabouts. Um, and I, what is this all about? So I started eavesdropping, as I love to do. And I love to people watch. It's my favorite part of my job. Um, and um, I, found, I found out through just listening uh, that he was from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I, I knew it. And was talking to this woman from California who lived in California. And they were being very polite at first and just kind of having casual chat. Um, and then it just started to get a little bit uh, deeper. And and uh, he, um, uh, well, the woman was saying that, you know, she didn't feel, she had never been to the South. And she was just like, I just feel like I don't know that I could go there as a single woman. I'd be scared for lots of reasons to go and visit that place. And I feel like I would have a lot of opinions and I think that there'd be a lot of issues in me going there. And he just assured her that she'd be okay. And that, and that it's some really nice people live down there and everybody there is just, you know, uh, and it's a little bit of everything and kind of, uh, in, in a, in a very, in a very sweet way and in a, in a fair way. It wasn't just like, you know, and he was like, I get it. Um, and then he started saying that he was in town because his daughter lived in lived in L.A. And um, um, she was like, oh, that's so great. You're visiting your daughter. And he was just like, oh, I wish we had a better relationship. Uh, you know, we're just kind of we're not that great right now. I don't know what's going on. She's 20 and she's kind of being an asshole. And 
And uh, he's like, maybe I'm being an asshole, too. And the woman was like, honey, everybody's an asshole when they're 20. And they started laughing. And they just started talking about the world and how scared they were, uh, you know, in our country and what's going on. And and, and they didn't really get super political, but they both expressed, you know, our concern that where we all are right now. And it was it. I was just sort of amazed at how this conversation was unfolding and how organic it was and how it felt very much like just two human beings. And when you talk to strangers, sometimes you're so much more, um, uh, you know, willing to just give up information because there's no stakes. You're like, I'm never going to see this person again. So I'm going to reveal a lot more than I probably would to somebody. And I don't have any expectations. I don't have to be on good behavior. I'm just going to talk. And you saw that happening. And um, you know, and then they kind of both made each other feel okay. And he, she was telling him about things to do in LA and think, you know, and just saying, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I think that he was sort of, you know, expecting everybody in LA to be image obsessed and sort of, uh, you know, snotty. And she was expecting everybody from South Carolina to be ignorant and, and, you know, and, uh, you know, angry or whatever. And they just were just two human beings talking and it was, it was really wonderful. And then, um, he got up to leave. He, he, paid for his drink and he got up to leave and then just said it was really nice to meet you and he introduced himself and she introduced herself and he gave her a hug and he walked out the door and the woman just was sitting at the bar completely dumbfounded and she just said I don't think I've ever met anyone so nice and she didn't know like what to do with it it was like I I can't believe that just happened that's the nicest man and it wasn't even like what they said was so uh, powerful or like you know life changing it was just that they were very vulnerable and and uh, honest with each other and human with each other and she just kept saying i don't even know if i said thank you to him i don't know if i uh, you know i just I, I didn't even get his last name i'd love to find him on facebook just to say thank you and she said you know women my age don't ever get talked to don't ever get seen um, just by a stranger, you know, and this man wasn't hitting on me. He wasn't being grow. He was just being so kind to me. And she was kind of saying all this to the bartender and the bartender was like, just pass it on, pass on the kindness, you know, like, and she, you know, she kept sitting there and it was just, it was, it was something to her. It was just like, she said, I just have never had that happen to me in my life. And I am sitting there by myself watching the whole thing like a complete creep. Um, and and getting really emotional and and, and it, it really affected me and I just it just was that that realization of like I needed to be here and see this I needed to see two people connect and talk um, and realize that that's just what we need to be doing is just talking to each other more and uh, not so afraid of the other and not so afraid that like oh I'm I uh, this person's gonna want something from me or they're gonna judge me in some other way and just realize that like you know that's this is where we are right now and um, to make it all about me why I love doing this show it's like I get to bring people on and selfishly get to hear some of their uh, fears, some of their uh, failures, some of the things they don't love about themselves or and realize that we're all, you know, so much the same and we go through so many of the same things. And, uh, you know, if we keep talking to each other, we're going to be OK or at least feel OK in a moment, which is incredibly powerful and not to be thrown away. Um, yeah. So there's that. How about that? No twist. I love to talk about horrible people and say, oh my God, this awful thing happened. And so I just wanted to share two people being nice. All right, that's it. Let's have a show. 
I'm sitting here with a wonderful and delightful Casey Fay and Gerilyn Flood. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you two? I'm good. Good. Hot, but good. Hot. I know. It's so hot. It's ridiculous. It's apparently like even worse in New York, which is like impossible to be hot there. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we're here in gorgeous, austere Burbank, <laughs> and we can deal with it with the heat. I finally got air conditioning in my place after two years of living there, because I really don't it need the it. Best? You don't need it? the best. I really don't accept in like the hottest months, like right. now through like August. Yep. Yeah. But, um, and I'm rarely home. And you go to my place. It's like it's like has you are you in the process of moving in? And I've been there two years. <laughs> right. Um, you know. And uh, my, I know my mom was listening to this the other day. She was like, I can't believe you haven't hung any, hung any pictures on the wall. And I'm like, Nope, I'll get there <laughs> yeah. these days. Uh, maybe in the 2020s, I'll do that. Take your time. Yeah. Um, Got to know where they're putting them. Exactly. But I finally got air conditioning, and it's just the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, how have I lived without it? Yeah. We did that last year, and in our bedroom, and it was a game changer. Yeah, like I like, I could actually touch my husband at night because normally I'd be like, good night, don't Too touch hot. me, don't hug me, mm-hmm. don't look at me, please. It's very hot. Thank oh, it's you. awful in the middle of the night. Yeah. and and it used to be. Um, you know, I mean, I've lived out here for like 17 years and I, when I, it used to be cold at night, even when it was hot during the day, that was a desert climate. And now it's no, it's just like the South here. It's like hot at night and to sleep and you just sweat through your sheets and it's just. Have you done the thing yet? I do this where, because I have air conditioning that I'll go outside unaware of what the world is like, like how warm it is. Oh yeah. yeah, I'll I'll bring like a hoodie and Uh like wearing jackets (laughs) and like heavy socks. Well, because we're trained to like bring layers here because it can get super cold at night and that's the thing that people laugh at us in LA when we're like we have all those stuff and then we were wearing shorts and flip-flops during the day but it it swings back and forth I still haven't worked it out I'm from New York and I've been here 15, 16 years Mm -hmm. I still don't know how to dress for California I'm either Way too hot or way too cold, right? Yeah. Or and wearing like an awkward sweatshirt that I have in the car because I don't know <laughs> right. what else to. Right. You know. yeah. I know. I think I have so many things from uh, your brother-in-law, our friend Sean Buckholtz, because he <laughs> who has done this show before, who he always has things in his car, and we're hanging out, and he's like, "Do you need a sweater? Do you need it?" Because I'm like always wearing yeah. shorts and freezing and not knowing <laughs> how to dress. And, how to do anything. That's nice. You should start a business out of that or something. I know. You know? Like, I know. Like it could be like, a, like an Uber, like <laughs> renting <laughs> renting hoodies. Yeah. And, he drives oh, that'd around. that'd be so weird. He around. Like wearing a things. rental hoodie. <laughs> like with city bike or something, you can like rent it and you have to dump it, it off back. somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. It gets like sanitized. And it's, it's some <laughs> awful bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's money to be made. The visual. I of think that. it's really good. I mean, oh, I know. I just like that business. So what that's like? Just a bunch of sweaty, weird tops and <laughs> just trying to like, oh, hose things down, sanitize them, making money for what? Like a dollar? What do you? Probably, how do you what do you yeah. rent? What would it cost it, to rent a hoodie? It'd be like Redbox, where like that day it's real cheap. It's like a dollar. Uh, but then if, <laughs> if you keep it the next day, it's like way more expensive. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. He's going to make his money on the chance people aren't going to want to return exactly, the Exactly, you're not going to turn They're it gonna back in. They're going to fall in love with that hoodie. Right. And then now you got... then you have to... Then it has to be not quite nice enough that they will right. return it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's a little itchy. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to fit perfect. Or but. just, yeah, like little ill, Ill, Ill-formed, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, I think we have an idea yeah. for a great business. That's what this is about, right? right? Coming this up is, with money. Oh yeah, this is this podcast <laughs> is about what business are we going to come right. up with? Is okay. it like Shark Tank? Like it's like Shark Tank, and then immediately after we record this, we have to go, go work on our project. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, awesome. and, okay. and we and we work on it until we finish it. Okay. So it's it's usually it's 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 been a very, very time well, especially for me because I have to do one every week. Yeah. And we like a hundred and twenty some business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I and none of them have really got off the ground. But I'm, okay. I'm believe I think we have the yeah. yeah sorry. We're starting. Starting strong. Starting strong. What else is going on? What's uh, how are your uh, July's? Uh, July's good. I just met my girlfriend's uh, family. Oh, that's cool. For the first time yesterday. That's that was good. It was good. I liked it. She was very worried. I wasn't that worried. Mm -hmm. They live in Florida too, so it's like this isn't going to affect my life that much. Right, 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 right. (laughs) In the in the nicest way. Right. Uh, It was like, oh, these are great people. They're they're all very fun. If they weren't. It also would have been fine, right? Of how, course, you know. Um, how long have you guys been dating? Uh, like five and a half, six months. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, that's Get, great. Know the number exactly. Yeah, I got it. If you want to, yeah, like, exactly. Really well, it just depends when this is released. Sure. It's, yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't sure of the release date on this episode. So. Good safe. Yeah, really good safe. Done. That's yeah. nice. Good training. Yeah. Um, that's good. Oh, and that's great. And they were just in town visiting. In town visiting. Yeah, just mm-hmm. having a little trip. Uh, you know, doing doing the LA thing. First time in LA. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So a little bit of touristy stuff and a little bit of what we would actually do with our lives out here. Yeah. Yeah. What have you guys done? Have you done any touristy stuff with them? Uh they're all out now, like Santa Monica and they can do Malibu and Oh yeah. They did a hike at Griffith and uh huh. Sounds like a little touristy but also a little bit of what we do. That's nice. That's good. It doesn't yeah. feel so like we have to go to Universal Studios and wait in right. line Hollywood and we have Boulevard. to go do the Hollywood Boulevard tour and yeah, the yeah. tour of homes. Right. Which Weird. The star tours, which has always been so strange to me. Even when we like visited here when I was a kid, I was like, who wants to go? First of all, I mean, well, my parents are in the furniture business and they were, my mom drew up the floor plans to our house, our dream oh, house in, yeah. in, in Lincolnton, North Carolina. So they, I mean, my, they're very, you know, they love going and looking at houses. And so Sunday mm-hmm. afternoons, we would always, after church, we would drive around and just look at houses wow. under just construction. The no, sometimes we would park and go inside okay. just random houses being built. We would just go and look at them and you could just walk around in houses, which I think is illegal to do. <laughs> yeah, I did that as a kid, but I feel like we were told not yeah, to. Yeah, because what if, I mean, for insurance reasons, there's right. no way they can just be, but my yeah. parents would just do it <laughs> and I hated it more than anything. More it was, than church? It was so, I liked church even more because yeah. I, because at least, you know, there were like stories there. I, li- I learned to daydream a lot in church yeah. uh, and I learned to like form really strong opinions I could listen and go um, I don't think so yeah. uh, or whatever and and also there was people watching in church so sure. all those sort of things yeah. uh, and then there was you know there was parts of church that I really liked and youth group I always really liked but I you know but um, but that just the it, it was the definition of boredom that to me like driving around just aimless yeah and just parking and going into these like houses and just like seeing how they, like floor plans are laid out and they love it <laughs> so I do remember when we came out here to visit they wanted to look at stars houses and how they live and whatever but. Right. I just think that is just the most boring possible thing, and also like, who knows if it's true? Exactly. That, you know, you're yeah. driving, and you're like, this is uh, this is where Bob Hope lives. Here's Matt LeBlanc's house. Here's <laughs> Alf, and you're, it doesn't. I mean, you're like, Alf has a nice house. It's a really nice, which is house. weird because he is just a puppet, right? <laughs> and, but it's not the guy who controls him. It's his house. It's, it's he literally sits on Alf's the, house. Sits on it's, the same couch. It's got to be nice because it's got to lure in a bunch of cats for him <laughs> right, to eat. Yeah. 
Do you remember yeah. he ate cats? Yeah, that was... I can't believe you just referenced that Alvin <laughs> ate cats. I love that yeah. so It was much. always the most disturbing <laughs> yes. thing to me as a child. Like, oh, Al with a sitcom and it's an alien. Oh, and he eats cats. Mm-hmm. Like, they thought that would be like a really cute detail about him. Like, of all things, like, he eats squirrels. Don't eat cats. <laughs> Someone must have been like, he's not feeling like enough of an alien. we got to give him something weird. <laughs> right, exactly. What's his weird thing? Or one uh, of the writers hates cats. Oh, yeah, yeah it must have been Surely that, too. That it would have been like, oh, this will be my revenge. And I'm going to get... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's nice though that they were they were in town. Mm-hmm. I had actually, um, uh, I had dinner this week with two girls that I went to high school with who I hadn't seen in How eight fun. million years, and yeah. one was visiting, and she was on like a, a trip with her husband and another couple, and then um, another girl who lives in town who I didn't even know that she lived in L.A. and because she just she's in Santa Monica, and right. so we had this like really great um, you know catch up, and it was like you know, and they were sort of doing a lot of the same stuff. They yeah. were like kind of they wanted to go to Venice Beach and see that. And they yeah. wanted to go to Griffith Park, like, you know the, the the. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's the fun stuff to do, as opposed to the super touristy, yeah, theme parky stuff. Yeah, get into the actual city of it. Like, right. I like I like to travel and be like, where what would it be like if I lived in this city? Absolutely. Like, what right. would my life be right. like? Where would I shop? Where would I eat? Where would I? So that's what I try to do when I travel places. Well, when I go places, I always want to find like weird little mom and pop restaurants and like local things. You know, and leave space to just get lost and, and not feel totally. like you have to be like, go here to go here to go there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's did, great. Did you guys talk high school stuff? Did you like... A little bit. It was a lot about like catching up on people because one of the girls, like, she's like, I stay in touch with everybody from oh, high school wow. and I know all the stuff and the drama. And then I found out that a lot of people I went to high school with are grandparents. <gasps> oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, my Gasp. Lord. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, not a lot, but there are quite Enough, a, there are a yeah. handful. and. Uh, um, I can't. My brain cannot process. <laughs> no, I know. I cannot imagine a forty-year-old grandparent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it exists. And um, wow. Yeah. And what kind so, of drama? You said that you learned some of the drama that was going on. In the oh, town. I mean, you know, all this stuff about like you know, and then just all these things. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh wow, oh boy." And can you remember who they're talking about? Or? <laughs> some of them I can't. What's weird is that it's like when you get with somebody you haven't seen in a million years, the names come back to you. Like something your brain sure. comes back, and you start naming people. And I'm like, I have not thought of this person's name. I haven't said this totally. person's name. But I remember people from high school better than you know, as we all do. The yeah. people that you know, anybody. I, you I totally have like I don't know. I have a weird. There's a couple of people that face on Facebook who have found me from from high school and like, oh yeah, totally, totally, I remember you. But then they're like, do you remember this person? You and I'm like, no. Oh, and this wow. woman that was involved with our, I went to an all girls Catholic high school and. This woman was involved with the alumni association. She's like, "Yeah, they've been looking for you. They don't know where you are. like." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's great. I'm yeah, happy." Yeah, falling off the map. Yeah. I also love like that means they want money. Like yeah. the alumni Absolutely. association's really interested in what you're where up you to. are. They will send you. They want money. And Someone I, yeah. said you live in L.A. They're interested. Uh huh. Uh huh. What's going on? And it's like that's totally fine that you don't that you don't <laughs> find me and. You know, I know I have my college just I get something I feel like every two months asking for money from oh my, my college. God, and I was like, I do you know how expensive it is to go to the college that I went to? And it's like, yeah. um, you know, let me like, uh, you know, make a big donation when I'm able to do that. Right, right now I'm trying to pay my, you know, <laughs> right. cell phone bill. Also, yeah. but for me, too, like I went to NYU and they had someone, a young kid call me, you know, yeah. asking for money. And I was like. No, I'm not going to. He's like, I understand if you can't give it this time. I said, no, no, let me correct you. I can. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I right. have the capability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just said, I kind of dropped it. Like he kept was like saying, I know if you can't do 100, then maybe you can do 50. If you can't do 50, and I said, no, no, I, I can do uh-huh. it. I choose not to. Yeah. Right. In light of what's going on in Washington, D.C. Yes. and like Planned Parenthood, yeah. I'm going to put my money yes, in other directions. Absolutely. Yes. And also, you have a $4 billion like fund for the school you're fine you're right. fine <laughs> and I, I know I know it's like so it is so strange and it's like yeah like I you know donate to the ACLU right. the, uh, join exactly. the ACLU this year and getting the money and I was like and then like yeah you think like these there's organizations that are actually working towards a, a, a better cause mm-hmm. and of course if it ever came up like oh NYU is struggling uh, you know right, you'd totally. be like oh let's do a fund rate let's do a thing also like I'm just a you know believer in like participating and like fundraisers for things as opposed to just like sending money that's yeah. just going to go totally. and I'm like I want to give it to like a cause that I really believe in or you know mm-hmm. and I'm sorry but tuition college tuition is insanely Ridiculous. expensive yeah. so that's what we did for four years yeah. that's, we, that was we were giving you lots of money I went to a private Catholic school too and it's one of those like as I think it's probably most Catholic universities are they're like uh, one of those like on spotlight at the end of the movie where they like list places where they had priests who were like oh, hi- wow. in hiding oh, wow. like my college is like on there and so wow. then there's like this other level of like oh not only do I not want to give money to you because I gave so much when I went there but also right. I don't want to give money to you right. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because I'm not. fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. And like you are actively protecting these criminals, these predators. Yeah. You know, and you're and the message that you're driving home is just is is so against what I stand for. Yeah. So you guys both went to Catholic private schools like through high school? No, I went to public my whole life and then a small school for college. Oh, for college. Okay. And I went to Catholic school through high school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, did, we, we flipped it. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. co-ed through eighth grade and then all girls through, all women yeah. through high school. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. My college was an all guys college and I didn't really realize it until I got there for the tour. <laughs> Uh, like a couple. A Wait, couple. how did you not realize that? <laughs> well, because it was a, a school very close to where I lived. Uh huh. And um and I and I'd kind of like my favorite. I I took all around the Midwest, looked at different schools, and then like um in Minnesota, you can apply for all the private schools with one application. Oh, nice. And I just oh, hate wow. paper. I hate paperwork. So I was sure. like, I'll do that. I didn't even apply to my favorite school because <laughs> it was like five pages, and I was just. Oh my god. So I was like, okay. <laughs> So I got into one very close to me, and I'd been out there for things throughout my life. So I was like, I know the school; I don't really need to take a tour. And then it was like the the you 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 go out there to like the three weekends before or whatever to like start kind of figuring stuff out. Right. Take a test back in those days, and and someone they're like, uh, any questions? And one of the kids is like, what time do uh, like girls have to leave the dorms? And I was like, what an idiot! This is college. Like, right. And they're right. like, the good question: midnight on the weekdays and uh, uh, one a.m. Wow. on the weekends. And I was like. Oh fuck! I'm where are when, where were the girls? And where were the girls? There was they a were... sister school in the in like the town next door. We okay. we take classes together, so it wasn't oh, as I see. bad. Okay. Once you moved off campus, you were uh, it felt like a real college. But right. I was all of a sudden just I was like, oh fuck! I've already committed to this place. Wow! I'm going to an all boys college. Yeah, completely wow. didn't think of that. Um, but I wanted to go to a small school because I realized teachers are people like anyone else in high school and if they knew me I got a better grade than if they didn't know me oh yeah and so I was like I'm gonna <laughs> go to a, I'm, like, I'm gonna go to a small school so teachers will know me because the one class yeah. I took with like 200 kids I got like oh, yeah, no. what I should have got in my we, grade and I was like what, what do you I, mean? I get A's I, I could have been really I know I could have been like yeah I went to a small I went to a small college too and I, I, I really am glad I did because I also yeah. just wanted that connection with my teachers and I wanted to just 
and just you know, I mean, I I graduated. There were there were twelve majors in my department, and that was yeah. a, that was a big class. Yeah, wow. there were usually. I mean, it was a theater major at Wake Forest, which is not the school. That's not usually where people go to get a theater degree. But sure. it was a great theater department, and it was, and we all got to be in everything, and we were designing and directing and doing everything, and it was, and they had so much money, so like the uh, the productions were incredible, you cool. know. And uh, but we got so much hands-on, you know, work with that, and it was like, yeah, we all were, and I I, I appreciate that in mm-hmm. retrospect. I needed that. I, I don't think I could have handled the giant school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. When I was eighteen, I mean, you know, I in my head I was like, I should go to a conservatory, but I don't think I could have handled that emotionally. Yeah. I I, well, well I went to. I started at Hampshire College at first, which is this alternative school in Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh huh. And it was a thousand students, I think, at the oh, time. Oh wow! But it was like. All kind of Montessori based. Like uh-huh. you can create your own curriculum, you mm-hmm. create your own classes, you have evaluations and all this. So coming from an all girls Catholic school where they, you know, beat you to do your homework <laughs> right. mm-hmm. to this like, do your work or don't do your work, and that's cool. And I was mm-hmm. like, Don't do my work? Okay. Uh-huh. Like that's all it I was, creating yeah. that major. It's <laughs> yeah. called pizza. Exactly. And boys. And boys. <laughs> um, and it was not a good fit. So I yeah. left and then took some time off and then transferred to NYU. Uh-huh. And that was much better for me because it was And what did you what did what school were you in at NYU? Gallatin. Okay. So it was individualized study. So it was what I wanted, but there was more of a curriculum, and uh-huh. and you had to do a thesis at the end, and it was challenging. Yeah. The way that worked for me, but yeah, covered yeah, both yeah, sides yeah. of it. That's so. That's that's awesome. I mean, it's like so fascinating how like what we all do at that <clears throat> at that stage, um, and then like where we end up and what we end up yeah. doing. Totally. And then there are people out here that like didn't go to college, and it's like fascinating to me. And it's like also it's a West Coast thing too. I think people that grow up here, it's like sort of not really a big deal to go to college or not. And like where I grew up, it's like you, this is what you will be oh, doing. This, yeah. this, is, this is, it was never presented to me as an option of yeah. not going to college. And I'm glad I went, but it's also like. You know, um, yeah, I moved yeah. out here when I was 22, and I was like, oh, I'm old and behind and have no experience. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like 26, yeah. and I was like, uh-huh. however will I catch up? Uh-huh. I, I, I screwed it, because I pursued no, none of my interests in college. I like, What did you major in? I just drank. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't drink. Uh, communication degree, okay. Okay. again, because it was small school, so they had uh-huh. pretty broad majors. Uh-huh. But like, I didn't do any theater. Didn't do, They had an improv team at my school. Didn't do it. Uh-huh. Didn't do any kind of anything. Just even, But you wanted to. That You always knew. Yeah, I think I did. Absolutely. But I, I, the Minnesota version of that dream was like, I'll write commercials. That felt like. Right. But, they don't ever really present to you the idea that you could actually do it. Right. You know, and they sort of poo-poo it the whole way down. And, and especially in academia, they're like, you're not really going to do do this. You right. might teach this yeah, and yeah. study this, but you're not really going to ever do this. It's all theoretical. All theoretical. Or it's a fun thing to do. If you like it, do it at night. Sure. You know, right, be a lawyer right, during right. the day and then go sure. be in a community theater play or something. Um, right, right, right. But so my college was just kind of like, you know, watching basketball games fun. What if it's what if I'm drunk watching a basketball game? Oh, right. that's more fun. Uh, yeah, right, class right, right. Is okay. Exactly. What if I'm drunk in class? Oh, that's more fun. Oh, that's way more fun. Just kept kept doing that. Oh, I wish that was fun. I'm so crabby when I have to do anything if I'm drinking. Yeah. Like all I want to do is hang out and talk to people when I'm when I'm drinking. Sure, I, if I have to do any people like you know like at jobs and stuff and yeah. people are like oh let's have a drink. I'm like yeah. I'm I get immediately so cranky when I have to go to work <laughs> and I'm it's like just feels like punishment. Yeah, so I just you know but anyway, <laughs> um, do you remember what you and I first uh, worked together and what we did together? I don't know. We did the craziest thing. I was thinking about it on the way over here. We were on a 
uh, Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> yes, I do remember sponsored now. Sponsored right. show. Yeah. What? So the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> will, will Sorry? I, will I Am. Yep. Oh, sure. Fergie? As in those. Uh-huh. Fergalicious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, they were getting into comedy for a while. Yeah. Um, as you do. Sure, uh-huh. sure. And they were doing this like weird rap battle challenge called Cold Maxon. <laughs> That's right. And... Uh, but rather than, rather than get really real rappers, no, they got comedians, comedians to like improvise rap. Yeah, and I was one of the judges. That's right. Thank God I was not I one was of the say, contestants. Did you rap? Because I'm yeah. going to look but for that. But Casey was great. You were so <laughs> good, you. and you oh, were one you. of the contestants. That's right. And we recorded. We filmed a bunch of stuff, most of which never ended up anywhere. Yeah, we filmed like L.A. Live. Yeah, like, we uh, did it. Uh huh. And um, event and I remember it was like there was somebody. Oh, J- Jeremy Renner came on and did a thing yeah. with us. Yeah, at L.A. Right. Live, and we. We were there for like hours. That's it was like, right. you know, I remember it was Dave Holmes, James Adomian, and I were the judges. Yeah, awesome. and the, and and Hal Rudnick was like a was doing some sort of field work or something. Hip hop cred, you oh, know, all that. You know, I mean, when you think hip hop, I definitely think of these, you know, sure, uh, these giants, you know, white, the these white giant, you know, uh, you know, dudes that are just gonna sit there and you know, uh, whatever we're doing. Um, and then, um, yeah, and so. That's yeah, right. and then we and then I did something at his house. Like I was. Oh, really? You got well, that? Well, there point. was like a there was. Oh, yeah. Did I? I didn't make it <laughs> to that. Level. I just I just brought that up to like you know I've been to his house. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you yeah. dropped this name. Oh yes, that the gorgeous name. Um, no, he was lo- he was actually lovely and yeah. great. It was just the it was the weirdest thing that like being in his house and like filming this thing where it was like. It was for like hip hop school. It was like we were teaching kids to learn how to rap, and I was the teacher. <laughs> I don't know how I got this job, yeah. but I was the teacher. And then like we filmed a final episode where I got into trouble, and I was my character was doing cocaine. Wow! And I got With the kids like in front of the kid. Like we filmed it separately, but it was as if the I was like losing my mind. Right. I don't know who thought this was a responsible or a fun idea. Right. And so I, then I got and then I got called into the principal's office, which was Williams' house, basically. Oh, yeah. I filmed it. And then I was like called to task by that, by the, you know, and then, but I never saw the light of day. It's one of those yeah. projects. I wonder that, why. I don't know. You know, I, I mean, don't maybe. Because the way you described it, <laughs> I would be watching week after week. And it's also like, we filmed a lot of it though. And there were these quick little things. Like I was teaching them how to like pop and lock. None of which I know how to do. <laughs> right. I mean, I think the joke was the teacher's so clueless. And, you right. know. But, um, they started seeing it like, oh, he better, I guess let's have him be on cocaine or something. I, I know. They were like, we don't have any other. Justification idea what to do, you know, doing. why he's doing this, and you know, um, you know, wouldn't it make sense to have Will I Am be the teacher, like yeah. whatever, and teach them actually how to do it? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. He had his own website, his own comedy website, because we would That's film stuff right. there a lot. I remember, like yes. in this little studio, uh-huh. uh, and I remember uh, just being like, I'm in Will I Am's recording studio doing a weird comedy, right? Yeah, I don't know if you can find those or not. I think it's true, like, comedians want to be rock stars and rock stars want to be comedians. Like, we just sort of idolize what the other one does on, like, a really crazy level. We're like, oh, my God, how could you ever do that? Yeah. And so I think that's like, oh, I want to do that. But it's just the same as, like, you know, when actors start up in bands, you know, and, you know, it's like, you know. Gary Sinise is like, I'm gonna have the Lieutenant Dan band. It's like right. maybe don't, right. maybe don't do that. Yeah. Actually, I would see that one. Um, I would see the Lieutenant Dan I mean, band. Just for weird, <laughs> yeah. weird sake, you yeah. know. Um, sure. Everyone's- Only if you would come out as Lieutenant Dan. Exactly. Each one's a different version of his story. <laughs> yes, yes. Each one a f- further along in the. 
Also, I'm just like, I sort of judge Gary Sinise a little bit for being as talented of an actor as he is, who's had such an amazing career, who's yeah. done so many crazy things. To pick that character from that garbage fest of sure, a movie sure. and like be like, this is what, this is going to be my spinoff. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what he should do, but I'm like, yeah. you're from Steppenwolf. Like, you've done right. incredible work. You're really good. Why are you going, oh, you know what? I'm going to Bubba Gump my life and be this <laughs> and call this character, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, you know. does he actually have a lieutenant? He has a band called oh, wow. Lieutenant Dan Band. Oh, wow. I thought yes. you were totally just made that up. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. It's so real. I thought, you were, me th- I thought he was hypothetically getting in an I argument like, wow, with that's that's hilarious. about something you created. I'm so mad at this fake thing that I just created. And Oh, my God. Who am I going to hurt? No, it's real. Wow. No, it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tours around with it. But I guess it, you know, it's the... Like you and I know, we know he's from Steppenwolf, but sure. if you said Gary Sinise, they'd be like, I don't know who. I know, I know. Sadly, so I know. Yeah. if that works. I know, yeah. I know. But couldn't it be the Apollo 13? Sure. <laughs> or I know, exactly. I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know. The yeah. whole thing is just, you know, weird. It is a little weird. Yeah. It's just sort of like, it's just, it's strange that you would do that, but whatever. You I must mean, just have friends who are musicians, right? And they right. like want to like make right. money and be like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we all hung out? And then sure. we got to make money and you could sing or whatever. We'll right. use your name. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's guess. like Jared Leto and Keanu Reeves and all kinds of people do yeah. it. And it's always just like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know? Kevin Bacon and his brother yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Right. But then just call it Gary Sinise and... <laughs> that's his, the thing. I'm, that's the know, thing. Whatever. I'm so much of a narcissist. I'd be like, I'm not making my character. and I'm putting my name in it. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know who I am, then you'll learn, yeah. you know, or whatever. And then I'm booking As... them in front of t- two people at, a, at like a Chili's <laughs> 2 at the airport. Like, Chili's here I am. <laughs> Chili's two. Um, oh yeah, Chili's two. Go. I think it's the full oh, title. That's right. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. You can like thank you, grab thank you. taquitos on your way to Albuquerque. <laughs> oh, that's because like, that'll be special on a plane. Real <laughs> special. People love you for that when you bring hot Tex-Mex onto a, <laughs> onto a hot crowded plane. Well, I want to hear. I want to hear some stories. I want to hear some uh, some revelations. Who who wants to? Do you want to go first? Sure. Go? Right, go, go for it, Casey. Great. Um, so, uh, like most older brothers, mine was the greatest. Oh, he yeah. uh, taught me everything I need to know about life. As he was five years older than me, okay. And as uh, an eight-year-old boy, he taught me. You know, he introduced me to the Fat Boys. Weir- oh yeah, Weird Al. Yep. <laughs> Weird Al, Disorderlies. Um, yep, uh, yep. Uh, Vanilla Ice, all the classics. Oh, you know, yes. all the greatest, yes. all the greatest stuff that there is to know as a kid. Um, but the weird thing about my brother, not weird. Well, I guess the unique thing was like he never bullied me as an older brother. He was never, never mean to me. Like he would annoy me. He'd do that thing where like he put his face or hand too close to my face. I'm not touching you. I'm not sure. touching you. Uh-huh, or, uh-huh. or if we were playing basketball in the driveway and a car drove by, he'd play like extra hard defense in case that was a college scout. Then he would get the recruiting uh, scholarship. <laughs> uh, like all those things that- I love uh, that. Uh, college scouts just driving just by- sure. That's what we thought Suburban, driving, yeah, you know, of course. Big, driving around our neighborhood. That also, guy. like there's the, the age difference is probably good and that like five years is like- We're not in the same school. Not ever in the same school. Yeah. He's old enough to know like I'm bigger and older than you know than him and I could you know absolutely yeah but he would never like I would go over to my friend's house and their older brothers would like punch them and oh. you know sit sit on them and just do and they sometimes even do it to me uh, even though they're not my older brother but my, right. brother, my brother never did any of that stuff and the reason was is he was a pacifist he I remember it, in school he had to choose between uh, if he wanted to learn Spanish or French and living in Minnesota he chose French because he thought if a war broke out he's more likely to run to 
to Canada than to Mexico. Oh my gosh! Uh, How interesting. That was his. That was his. Wow! Logic. And I love that he was already thinking like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And I understood that because I thought I was a pacifist too, uh, or so I thought. Uh, so this takes place. Uh, it's a regular summer day. I'm um, eight. You know, he's five years older, so whatever that is. <laughs> uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. We're we'll in the know. arts. Someone, <laughs> next episode, someone will tell us. Um, and so a typical day, you know, my, my dad was at work. My mom was doing everything else. Uh, our job was just to play. And we were uh, up in my uh, treehouse. Um, I call it mine because I won a coloring competition from a local bank. Uh, oh, my God. So, so wait, you you colored and won, and, yes. and you won a treehouse from well, the bank? Well, what actually happened was uh, it was like a picture of an eagle in the sky. Yeah, every kid had to color the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so my mom had the idea, let's get cotton balls for the clouds and glue them oh, in the clouds. So yeah. really your mother Multimedia. won. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So then it, sure. it's like kind of like three-dimensional. It'll uh-huh. stand out. You still color. And, and so I took like second prize, I think. Okay. <laughs> I think first place was probably like one of the bank managers' kids or something. That's what I think. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but So I got. So if second prize was a treehouse. It was, wasn't. It was $50. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. in my eight-year-old brain, I had never received money. And so to me, like when you get money, you can just get whatever you want. Sure. And so I wanted a treehouse. Sure. So I was like, I want a treehouse, not realizing how much lumber costs and all that stuff. Right. So my parents said, okay, they put most of the money obviously into it. It also wasn't a treehouse. It was like a next to a tree. It wasn't actually in a tree. Okay. And it, and it wasn't so much a house as it was like a stand. Uh, okay. <laughs> it didn't have a roof. It wasn't like, it wasn't exactly what I imagined. But again, I was only putting $50 into this thing. Right. So I didn't exactly get what I wanted. So it was a shelf. So it was, yes, it was a shelf with like a little tree adjacent gar around, guard oh. around it so you wouldn't fall off. And then a, a, a rope swing that you could walk into. And that's like oh, okay. the, the one opening area was. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting in there, and me and my brother talking, just having a great time. And we were at this time, huge Dukes of Hazard fans. Oh, sure. Go uh, and Luke and Daisy. Exactly. They had they had been Hog. showing replays on KMSP Local Channel Nine all day during the summer. Mm-hmm. So we got really into it. It's mm-hmm. like two brothers, you know, going around Hog County, just kicking ass, never like, opening doors, exactly. just jumping right in. <laughs> exactly. The car. What's yeah, yeah. not to love about that? Sure. So we loved it. And so we were sitting there talking, and my brother, uh, kind of, you know, I don't know, we we're just talking. He's like, man, you know, I hate Boss Hog. <laughs> Because Boss Hog is always mean. Um, oh. Not a, not the most controversial statement in the world. Uh, oh. But as a child, I knew that if you use hyperbolic language like always and never, right. you're usually almost always wrong, right? Right. So I kind of went back and I was like, well, you know, you can't say always. Like Boss Hog is, is mean, sure, but he's like not always mean. He's like, no, he's always mean. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I started kind of formulating my plan in the nicest way. I'm like, well, actually, I think what you mean here. And I could tell he wasn't listening to me. He was just trying to like win the argument. Uh-huh. And it just got me so mad. He's like, Boss Hog's always mean. I was like, what about the Christmas episodes? <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, even then he's doing it to serve himself. That's not a... And so we're kind of arguing and we'd started sitting down and now we're like face to face, just yelling at each other's faces about Boss Hog. And I don't know if he lunged at me, probably not because he's a pacifist. Or if he started to step away, which is probably more likely what he did. Mm -hmm. But the next thing I knew, I had my hands on his shoulders, and I pushed him, and he flew out of the (gasps) treehouse, and, like, time stopped. And, like, it's, like, I don't know, five feet or something. And in that moment, I just thought, like, I killed my brother. Oh, my God. And and we went from, like, I went from, like, arguing to, like, seeing in his face just, like, just nothing but fear. Right. And me just, like, nothing but fear. And he... You know, it must have taken a second or two, but it felt like forever. And we're right. just looking at each other like, "What? Are, we're best friends. What have you done? Why are you doing this?" <laughs> uh-huh. Like, and he 
and he landed butt first on the ground with like his arms and his legs behind him and forward him, kind of stopping him. And just I was standing over him on the treehouse in this position of power that I didn't really like anymore, and I felt but, yeah terrible. And he was just looking up at me and still so afraid. And then instantly it just tears, absolutely Aww. tears. He just goes screaming, running inside. I remember standing on top of that treehouse and having like three. And how far up are you? Like, it's like it's like probably four and a half, five feet, maybe more, maybe uh, five and a half feet, uh-huh, six feet, something like uh-huh. that. So it was definitely a fall. Like enough to hurt. Enough I mean, to you hurt. Have to really hurt. Yeah. Especially for an eight-year-old, I don't really understand consequences of a lot of action. Sure, <laughs> so like, sure. Because you're all it, and you're so like, I, you know, I'm mad. Push. Exactly. Right. And so we had this moment where, like, the first thing I thought once I saw him run inside to tell my mom was like, okay, he didn't break his butt. I'm glad because you can't run with a broken butt. Right, I knew right, that. Clearly, right. I knew Clearly. That. We, know, we know that. I knew that. Um, my second thing was like, I had just like this, I guess, revelation, or uh, where it was like, I'm never going to use anger again to try to solve my problems. Wow, wow. It felt it just like I lost control and it yeah. destroyed me. Yeah. And then the third thing was that I still thought Boss Hog isn't always, <laughs> not always me. He's sometimes I just me. love that at eight years old, you knew, like, you can't use hyperbole. Yeah. Because I don't right. think people to this day, I mean, we grown adults where it's everyone is always and never and, right. you know, and it's yeah. something that, you know, and, we, and you and I both teach improv and we're like, right. we tell people don't like label people just, you're always this way. Right. Because then it's like, why is today important if they're always this person? Or, exactly. You know? And, um, you know, I think that's that's so interesting at that age that you were like, you just knew like that's there. People are more complex than that. Yeah. Even these like ridiculous <laughs> one, cigar one chomping, <laughs> like all ca- white wear, all white yeah. wear, you know, Roscoe P train bossing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> these, you know, these people who probably are, if anyone Written. is always because right. they're every week, the writers are like, what can we get Boss Hog to do terrible this week? Exactly. You know? um, but I love it that that. that at that, you know, and I love that you saw that. Um, you know, my my brother is two and a half years younger, and we had we we argued a, quite a bit up until high school. Like we haven't really had a major. We you know we've had our we've had our, our stuff. Right. And as adults, we we you know we've had it. You know, we sure. got into we're it. We're family, yeah. but for the most part, like we're really close, and we're really and and we have been since since high school. But. We would get into it and we would, and you know, and there was one time that I threw him into like a, a wall, like a corner of a wall and yeah. like, cr- like he had to get stitches in his head, yeah. you know, and even, well, and then even younger than that, when we were like six, I was maybe six or no, I was probably seven and he was probably five or something. He had a really bad biting problem. He would bite all the time and they tried everything they could to deter him from doing that. And I never did that, so they were just sort of like, what's up with our youngest who's just biting people? Yeah. And they always, you know, they said, whatever you do, don't bite the kid back, because that's teaching him that biting it is works. right, and it's yeah. a thing. Well, my brother, there was a t- I stole one of his He-Man figures or something, mm-hmm. or I wouldn't give it back, and we, you know, and the drama, the stakes couldn't be higher. Yeah. Sure. And he chased me down, and pinned me down, and bit me on the chest. And as my dad would retell it, my dad would say, a full indention of upper and lower teeth, as if he was like a, a raptor or something, yeah. like he could unhinge his jaw, and just attach it to my chest. But he bit me right on the chest. And... 
my dad was so mad and he grabbed my brother and bit him in the, on the arm like really hard wow. and my brother never bit again wow. it was wow. like oh that hurts that's what that is that's what I need to not do yeah so it was like and my dad was like I didn't it wasn't even thinking like right. it was just total reaction yeah. you know wow but um, yeah mm. like I remember hurting when I hurt my brother I remember that we were upstairs in our house when we were living in Charlotte and I remember doing that and being like I have an ability to hurt someone else yeah because I think you feel invincible or you and you think other people are invincible and you don't really think logically like oh I could actually do this thing for sure especially as a kid it's like yeah people don't people talk to you like you don't have any power (laughs) right exactly well that's the thing like learn that like and also when you're in class you're with kids the same size and so Uh generally it's a fair fight but when you're you know you gotta you got a good one in yeah Yeah, exactly exactly yeah I know. Well, that's so, and it's so great to like have that realization. Like, this doesn't, this doesn't solve anything. Yeah. And do you still like if some if you get worked up, do you still kind of go, nope, push my brother, not gonna do that. Yeah. Do honestly, you? I don't really get worked up all that much. I think my my girlfriend, since we were talking about earlier, she thinks I'm like keeping a lot of Midwestern stuff down. <laughs> One day it's all gonna be like, oh, I'm like angry from years. Right. But right, right, um, right. but yeah, if I do, yeah, I mean. Yeah, there was two. There was that. That was that was the second time. There's one other time around that same age where I need a, a school kid in the balls mm-hmm. and remember Ooh. like, holy shit! After doing it and him like running around the playground and being like, ah, and like, did he deserve it? Not really. No, he was uh. just. I mean, he was just like he was like following me around. I was like, quit following me, quit following me, and he, quit following me. If you do that, I'm gonna do something. And then I did something, and then, uh, but I, so those two moments were enough for me to be like, no, it's not. not yeah, not my bag. I'm not. I'm not into that. Yeah, impressive. Um, yeah. Wow. But who knows? Maybe I'll go crazy one day. And uh... and hey, listen. <laughs> have you seen Straw Dogs? I maybe you. <laughs> I'll go watch it. It's maybe. this terrible. It's actually a terrible, stupid movie. You've seen it, Darlin? It's Dustin Hoffman, and it's like a yeah, Sam yeah, Peckinpah yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. And it was just like it's so violent. Mm. It's so crazy. It's like Dustin Hoffman. You know, he's always great, but yeah. like he has a British wife, this really pretty blonde woman who I can't remember. Who it is? It's not Tuesday Weld, but it's somebody, and it's in the, and then they're but they're in this like remote English village, and so her family lives, and they're just all these like bullies and crazy people that live in the village, just like and they all they want to do is like just like beat people up, yeah. and then they get holed up in a house, and end up like raping his wife and she's and then so then he just he's basically driven to violence and he's this super nerdy like he's like a he's like a professor or something and you know and so he's just and he just does the most crazy violent things and then the movie's over and it's just sort of like thanks Peckinpah Uh, it was just one of the you know it was just one of those like what's the point of this and I know they remade it a few years ago of course and I don't remember who was in it or yeah my version of that has fallen down I remember oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. not as but it's that's same idea of like a oh, nerdy yeah. nervous guy who you don't expect to and right. remember seeing yeah we saw it with my family I think on vacation one time. <laughs> just like oh we gotta go to a movie this one and family friend Michael movie. Douglas he was great in Romancing the Stone yeah <laughs> let's see what he just doing streets of San Francisco I know yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. um, I love that you saw that with your family yeah yeah 
Um, well, I mean, I hope you don't. I hope that doesn't happen. Right. Well, if yes, so, for all of us, this podcast this will get a lot of this more will get likes. a lot of yes. listens if all of a sudden. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> um, good to know. If our business doesn't work, <laughs> okay, if our great. hoodie business doesn't work, I'll go crazy. Maybe that's the thing that makes me go crazy. I, if you could go crazy, that would really help <laughs> okay. my numbers. Okay. Do you mind? <laughs> well, we'll see. Thanks. Thanks. I believe. Thank it, I believe in the hoodie business. <laughs> listen, this business is hard enough. <laughs> don't make it so harder just, for I me. mean, like maybe just maim someone. Yeah. Just a little. Get a bunch of rocks. I okay. just start throwing them at people. You don't have to hit them. Okay. Maybe, right. yeah, a little like tear your shirt off. That sort of thing. Yeah, okay, great. Get exactly. It? Get it? That sounds okay. like a fun it. summer night. Yeah. Yay. Um, <laughs> Geraldine Flood. Oh, boy. Hello. 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 Okay, so I've, I've been thinking about this, and I told Sean Buckles about this. He's my best friend, and uh-huh. my brother in law, and a fr- dear friend of Drew's. Yes. And he approved it, so I, I feel pretty good about this. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've been obsessed with the Muppets and Jim Henson, my whole life. Sure, but it's like not like yeah, of course, and that like oh yeah, I grew up oh, yeah, the Muppet Show yeah, it's Sesame Street of course, what's on top? Mm-hmm. No, I was like weirdly obsessed <laughs> because okay. so I went to school as I said in a to a Catholic high school in Manhattan, uh-huh. on sixty fifth between Lex and Third, and there was a store when I went to school called Muppet Stuff on Lexington on my way down to this to the uh, train where we okay. would take every day. <clears throat> and I had read enough biographies about Jim Henson to know that he had a brownstone on like I think it's sixty seventh between Lex and Park, which okay. is where they started the sort of Muppets, all of that stuff came from. That was one of the studios initially. So I knew that they had the store there and some I would Try and be cool because these were all new friends. It was a, every, you know, for me, I went to school in Queens, grammar school in Queens, and then you start high school in Manhattan, and I don't, I didn't know anybody in the school. So you're trying to be super cool, like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I'm really awesome, and you want to hang out with me? Uh-huh. But all I wanted to do after school was go into the Muppet Stuff store and just, like, look around. Oh. And somewhere I hoped that, like... I don't know. Jim Henson would see me and be like, "You look you. like a creative type. Oh. Come work in the, you know, <laughs> like obsessed." Right. And I'm still upset. Like, and I was a very young. I was I was 13 when I started high school because I was born in November, so oh, I should have wow. kind of waited a year. Uh-huh. But so trying, and all my friends were 14, so I was trying to be cool. But I still slept on Miss Piggy sheets and oh, had posters yeah, yeah, yeah. of Miss sure, Piggy sure, up in my sure. room, madly obsessed. And still to this day, I am like when I first moved out here. If anybody worked for the Henson Company, I would be like, "Hey, hi. Um, I have. Can I have my resume? I don't know what I do there. I don't know. Oh, can I work there?" So... And even recently, a friend of mine's, uh, her husband is writing for a show for the Henson Company, uh-huh. and my heart kind of like beat faster because I was like, "Can I get them my resume? I don't know what. I, did, wow. Are they casting? I don't know. I will do it." Like, wow. I just. And I think, what do you think? It, what do you think it is about the about the Muppets? Because well, I mean, I yeah. Jim Henson, for me, I read, I just remember reading this one biography of him and they were telling this story about how, you know, at the end of The Muppet Show, the whole audience is, it's like a reverse and yeah. it's this, the audience and they're all moving back and forth together singing right. The Muppet Show right, song. Right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So they were talking about how this one point, um, there was this bunny all the way in the back and sometimes Jim would be working some of the Muppets and so, and other people would be watching the monitors to see if it played and there was this bunny in the back going nuts and not swaying back and forth and not doing, you know, just being a crazy person. And the guys are watching this and they're going, okay, who's, who's doing the bunny in the back? Cause that's not, you're not moving. 
and up stands Jim Henson. And it was, to me, like, he was just having the best time. Right. And they talked, there's another point where they talked about they were, when they were early days, they were going to go on some bigger show. They had local shows, but they were going on a bigger show. And they kept getting pushed. Mm-hmm. And the room that they were waiting in, they had, like, it was almost like a closet with steam pipes and all of this stuff. <laughs> so they were killing time. And they have. They always carry a box with eyes and paint and felt and glue in case mm-hmm. something breaks down on the way. You mm-hmm. know, there. Yep. And so they were killing time, and they just painted all of the pipes and put eyes and fur and made it this whole crazy, amazing space. Just. Because they were doing it. Oh, yeah. And there were photos in this book that I read. And I just thought, like, I want to be that person with that kind right. of creativity. With that sort of abandon and that sort of thing. And still where you're joy just like, of ever. There's no yes. worry about being stupid and just doing all of that stuff. And Pure I just. Pure joy. Yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah. I I mean, I've, I've said this before. I, I didn't really love cartoons, but I did love the Muppets in a way that. It was very different to me. There was something very human about them to me. Mm-hmm. Like I understood what they were like. They were, you know, what they were saying, and you know, or like just on some level that I was like, oh, you know, Miss Piggy is really vain, and like you right. know, and and Fonzie is the you know the comedian that you know wants to Fonzie rather Fonzie, not Fonzie. Yeah. <laughs> That's Happy Days, Drew. Uh, I was such a I fan. Was with you. I loved. I loved. Fonzie uh, was hilarious. Yeah. And uh, Snickers, Lieutenant Purple, my favorite <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> um, I remember my favorite as a kid. The favorite, my favorite episode was uh, when Alice Cooper went on and did "Welcome to My Nightmare" because I was obsessed with like evil, devil, <laughs> horror. Like I was like, "This is amazing!" But just the juxtaposition of seeing the Muppets and Alice Cooper together, yeah. and it was my introduction to, you know, what I mean, I was three. I was Gene Simmons uh, from Kiss because oh, wow. I wanted to be, and I just I didn't even like Kiss. Right. I just loved what Gene Simmons looked yeah. like, yeah. and I was like, I want to be that. Yeah, amazing. you know, and. And um, so, and I mean, it's like we're, you know, I I had to watch the thriller video every day after school, yeah. and and I, wow. you know, Freddy Krueger, when I got a little bit older, I was upset. Like monsters were my thing. I loved monsters, and so, but the, I just love that the Muppets had. There is just pure joy with like Animal and Janice, and totally. you know, and you're just like these these are like they don't feel polite. Mm-mm. In any way, and 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 uh, and I always really loved that. And I remember, uh, you know, sort of, and I and I hated Muppet Babies. Like I just, oh that yeah, was they were just, terrible. That was just like so offensive to me. I was like, yeah. I don't want to send them as babies. And <laughs> and that weird, like, was it Barbara Billingsley that was the voice of the mom? Just the legs, yes. of, yeah, 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 and yeah. she was, and she, you never saw her face, and she yeah. was just the weird feet and hands that would come down. I was just like, this is terrible. I think that was after they sold. The Henson Company to Disney. Oh, of course. And that's that whole thing. But I, um, when I go back and see my family, my mom and I love to go to a movie together. And I remember, uh, you know, when we pick out something that we both want to go see. And I remember when when the the Jason Segel Muppet movie came out. And we're like, oh, that'll be good. We'll go see that together. And it's like an afternoon. We cried so hard through that entire, from the beginning Uh to the end. It was so nostalgic. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how 
And I'm such a cynical, like, crusty, like, what is this going to be? And I was, like, <laughs> yeah. so into it. Yeah, me too. And I just thought it was such a beautiful, I mean, because his brother was a Muppet, and it was all yes. about fitting in, and Jason Siegel was, like, the one who didn't fit in because yeah. he wasn't a Muppet. And I just thought it was so beautiful, and I thought it was just, like, so I, I get it, and I get people, and, um, and I have a lot of friends that work at Puppet Up, which is the mm-hmm. Henson, it's like an improvised puppet show. Right. I did one class with them. It's the hardest thing. I know. I, I know. was so terrified. Terrible at it. I got so frustrated. I'm so uncoordinated. I can't play video games. I can't do right. anything like that. I can barely drive. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> and so I, you know, but to do improv, improv as a puppet, because you have to have, have you ever done it? No. Nah. It's like you have to have you have to have your arm above your head for the cameras that and alone is that just alone and then if you're tall you have to get your head out of the way right and my friend Colleen Smith who's done this show before who's amazing she's incredible at it um and she's also really tall i don't know how she does it but she's so good but they um it's it's a it's it's just it's this very athletic thing. My my Muppets always look like they were falling asleep or doing <laughs> stuff. But it was really insane to get hand, you know, I we you know, it was a thing where they were working together and Patrick Bristow from the Groundlings was teaching yeah. and they were trading off and they were saying, Okay, if you we'll 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 teach you improv if you teach us puppets Puppet, and yeah. back and forth. So we sort of did this sort of um uh what's it called? Not timeshare, but when you when you sort of trade um what they what do they do? A barter? Yeah, like at Burning Man. <laughs> what is that called? Bar- barter, thank you. <laughs> and so um yeah, and and just like learning that was just crazy. But then we would get handed these puppets, and some of them were, and I recognized a lot of them from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh wow! And I was like, this was Emmett Otter, and which I loved as a kid. And I was like, you're, you know, you're yeah. playing with these, and it's like crazy to actually be in the the scene. And I also to go back, I was randomly at SNL, the episode where Jason Siegel hosted, and the Muppets did a number on stage. And I remember walking by the stage and seeing Kermit and Diana and just seeing these you know, and there is something that just like it's you get starstruck at at this piece of felt. Sure. That you're like, how is this yeah. How does this have this power? And the thing me? to me that, that I've heard, because I'm obsessed, yeah. is that a lot of people like it, you know, they're like, how, what's it like working with a Muppet? And you're like, you know, it's weird for a second. And then you're no longer looking at the puppeteer. You're yeah. looking at the Muppet right. and you're in the scene with them. Right. You're having yeah. a conversation. It's totally natural. Absolutely. They work so hard. There's all this stuff. I'm sure if you saw the Elmo yeah, mm, which is that. awkward. The, the documentary uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. about holding the mouth a little open and constantly having them moving and all of these things you have to do, and it works. Yeah. It's crazy how it's not how you think it, it's going to work either. Right. Like it's not like physically moving your hand up and down that sort of like gives makes the mouth weird. It's this flicking thing you have to do, and uh. it was all this stuff. It was it was so much coordination. But they also will say like the sort of the Muppets take over too. Like right. they sort of get their hand once they get good at the, right. the technical aspects of it. They're just like it's just like when you're an actor and you put on the wig or you put on the shoes and you're like I am this person and it sort of takes over and um, you know it's really crazy. So did you go to the the Muppet store? I mean, or the. All I went the time. All the time. Yes. Like saving money, still trying to be cool with my friends, <laughs> but like buying stuff. I still have my Miss Piggy mug. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I like I yeah, I was I was obsessed with them. Mm. I love like the just how like the joy in which you told both those stories of how he did his job, which is fun to me. Like uh, I I live in the neighborhood of Los Feliz where like the Disney Brothers first office oh, is. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like so to live in a creative city, to be like, I'm yeah. in the mm-hmm. same 
streets where that global thing was created. Yeah. It's like inspiring it's, it's to me in yeah. a weird way. Yeah. I used to live on Kingswell, right? Where yeah. his first, his house, was, yeah. Disney's house was. And yeah, and his first studio is down. It's like a little fax machine coffee yep, shop. Like right yep, yeah, totally. And, and um, you know, yeah, it's magical. You walk in there like, this is where Walt Disney yeah. created this thing. And yeah, they had no idea when they were making it. And I think that's where the best art comes from and I know I mention him every ep- episode but I, I go back to like John Waters and Divine went to high school together right? and they were like let's make movies together like they know you know and I just this is a even bigger crazier leap but I was so touched there was a movie I just saw at Outfest and um Everybody, go stay with me because it sounds crazy. But there's a there's a cartoonist named Tom of Finland. Oh sure. And okay, so you know his work, but you would probably, Casey, you'd probably have seen it before. It's very right. iconic, um, blown up, hypersexual, like gay oh, yeah. military guys or like biker guys, mm-hmm. and it's and it's all black and white, and it's and it's you know, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's beautiful mm-hmm. art. Okay, so there was a biopic about Tom of Finland at Outfest, and of course it's packed, and I'm like. This is going to be, and biopics are my least favorite kind of movies because I'm like, I don't care about this to this to this to this. And it's right. very hard for me. I thought it was incredible. And it was this the story of this guy who fought in, he was from Finland. He fought in World War II. He started drawing these things because it was what was in his mind. And, yeah. he was, and it was how he could express. And back then, like, it was a calling card. He would draw these things and hand them to other guys. And that was the, his way of like going, hey, hey are you, you like me? Wow. Are we going right. to, you know, and it was all this stuff about like all the coded language about just, just the just the drawing of this mm-hmm. stuff. And then he was doing it and it was sort of leaking out and it was very illegal in Finland to sort of have any. It was considered pornographic in any way. Um, and um he started the he there was some editor somewhere in the United States that that started picked, picking up on his art and he couldn't use his real name so his his name his real name was something that sounded so similar to Tom and then they were like he's from Finland so we'll call him Tom of Finland <laughs> and they started doing this art and it became a huge movement and it was like it was a huge thing and then in the 70s i mean this is he started doing this in like the late 40s mm-hmm. in the 70s when he was older he gets all he's getting all this fan mail from these guys that are like you saved my life or like you made me feel wow. okay and he had no idea and so they're like please get, come to california and he's like i'm going to california because i guess these people like what i do how weird is that i've always wanted to go and he shows up and there're all these men in this whole party and they're like, we are your men that you've created. And it's like, and he's so dumbfounded. Yeah. And he has no idea of even understanding how, what he was doing. And it was just coming from a place of, I drew what I liked. And needed you know, to do. And yeah. needed to do. Yeah. And it wasn't coming from any sort of cynical place of like, this is going to sell. This right. is what, you know, I'm not, you know. And I just thought it was such a beautiful story that like, yeah. this guy was, and he had no ambition to, you know, make money or anything. And it was just, it was literally a matter of. Did he ultimately make money he, I think so. I think he did. I'm sure not nearly as much as sure. what you know what he did. But there's um, there's a foundation in Silver Lake, the Tom of Finland Foundation, which I have never been. And I would love to go. But I mean, I knew nothing about him. I knew his artwork, and yeah. I knew you know. And I was like, and I'm not like, I'm not into the, the like leather scene and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I you know grew up watching police academy movies, and so <laughs> I was always like fighting like that's not what gay bars are like. Uh, but there are a lot that are like that. Um, but uh, you know, and it's just not really in you know my my scene. And so I just was. It's, it was never that interesting to me. Yeah. And yet I was like, this is 
What an incredible thing. Like, you know, and it's just, it is such a thing where, you know, when you come from a place of joy or truth yeah. or like, I'm right. just going to do what I think is important right. or, or like what I think is, you know, um, you know, coming from me, but not thinking about like how, how do I, how do I monetize how, this? Yes. Right. You know, and, and I always know that like, when I, you know, when you meet with, up with people to like write something or create, when they start talking about like what's trending right. or like what's the hot thing, I know we're in trouble. Right. I'm like, oh boy. We got to find out what do we like to do? What do, do we want to What do, do we right. want to say? Yeah. And with the internet now, like everybody, there's an, there's an audience for everything, you know, mm-hmm. and it's such a nice way to just go do your thing and don't mm-hmm. worry about like the, you know, and be that rabbit in the back, you right. know, be that totally. bunny, that, you exactly. know, and be that thing because that's the, because that's what we're here for, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not where we, you know, and, and, um, you know, so that was, anyway, that's, I, I mean, that. that's the, my, Husband, Kevin, who mm-hmm. you know well, is a sound supervisor. And when he was first starting out, people, like some people that he worked with were like, you need to go out for drinks. You need to do this. You need to socialize. Mm-hmm. And that's just not him. Like, he's happy in our home, as you well sure, know. Like, yeah. so, like, super. But he's just not that, like, go get him, handshake kind of. Like, yeah. he's like this, I call him my awkward, earnest boy. He's so <laughs> sweet and lovely. He's wonderful. He's yeah, lovely. He's yeah. just the best. But you got to get to know him. And if you click with him. And he came to me. He said, do I have do I really have to do all that? And I said, no, because then you're putting on this personality. No. And I and I when I moved out here, I was told all the same things, especially like you're an actor. You need to right. go out there and meet and network and do. And I did that for a long time sure, and well, it did nothing for yeah. me. It made Except me exhaust you exhausted and- me. I felt gross. I was like, I have to you know, and to this day, I remember I was I ran into somebody who was like who was like, um, come with me to this party. And I was like, and I was doing something else. I mean, it was like on the street and he, and this guy wanted me to come with him to a party. And he was like, oh, it's going to be, they're going to be like four casting directors there. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'm, I have, I'm, fr- that's, that yeah. does, that means nothing. To me. That's so gross that that's how you're thinking about, yeah. like, why we're going to go to a party. How right. fun could that party be? And I was be? like, w- right. And I'm, but I'm also like, how, how are you, how are you going to a party with that yeah, mentality? Right. And like, um, I already told you I had plans. Okay. So would I ditch my friend who I'm with right now to, I'm like, I'm so happy that like I don't have to do that. And like yeah. and when you realize like it's not about that. It's right. not about you know and there's some people who schmooze and who work so brilliantly yep. in that way. I am not that person. I like people and I like to talk go out and see people, but I'm you know I there's so many people that I want to go up to and go I do not want a job. Right. From, right. I mean, if it happens great. We all love to work. We all love to do things, but I'm not doing that because it's so strange that you would think you know and it makes me sad that that yeah. you know and people you know when you run into people and i say how are you and they're like i'm great i'm working on five oh, projects yeah, yeah. and i'm doing this and i have a web series and i have another idea and like, hey we should we get together and i'm like how are you how yeah. are <laughs> yeah. you that's what's that's, going on yeah. that's the big thing i say in auditions what's new and exciting so that it leaves it open okay. yes and if they're like well i'm on avail for a national commercial <laughs> fingers crossed and this and that i'm like Okay, so I know nothing about you. I know nothing yeah. about I, you. you told me, but if you come back to me and say like, "Oh my God, I just had this whirlwind trip, and I was with my right. family," yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, was yeah. The, oh my God, what was that like? Where'd exactly. you go? What'd you do? Like, yes. oh, your your you know girlfriend's family's visiting. Right. How's that? Like that? Right. You know, we and then now I remember you as a person who you know. Right. Exactly. All I, don't, if we, I don't know if we've established you're a casting director. Because not only we've said that, so yeah, so right. that's what you do work in casting, and it's like yeah, you see actors and all the, and it's gotta be it's gotta be so crazy to just be like. Oh, 
I just want to know you. I just want to get to yes. know you. And also, like, part of the fun of the job has to be just, like, meeting people, like, getting totally. to know who they are and what they're about. And Absolutely. also, like, you know, and I think, um, and I've just learned from watching, with, you know, actor or, or just, just professionals in general that I respected how they, and that was like, oh, they don't really have to talk about work all the time because they're working all the time and right. a, a job exactly. is a job. Yeah. It's a job. And so, like, the last thing I want to do is talk about work, you know, in the P, and it's like, and and it's important. Like when I first saw you, I'm like, oh, you're working on this. Oh, that's great, cool. Absolutely. Anyway, absolutely. Moving of on. Of course, like you're not going to not talk about right. it. Right. Um, also, when you put something in context, if somebody says, I want to sit down and have a meeting with you about, boom. Yes. That's that's when you talk about work. Right. We've set those. We've set that. Totally. But when you're just hanging out, I'm mm-hmm. just like, it's the most exhausting thing for people. And I just feel like a lot of people are really good people. They just think they have to talk like that in order to sound important or busy mm-hmm. or what they're doing. And it's like, so it's just one of those things that, you know. Yeah. Doing the Hollywood shuffle. The thing, you know, you talk yeah. about when like you have to go to this party because there's four casting directors there. Yeah. It's also, do you think I don't know what you're doing? Right. And right. does that not turn me off? You know, if they come yeah. up like, hey, I'm a big fan of your work. You do have... Yeah, 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 I know. You know, I and know. I'm like, I... I, I want to drink rosé with my friends. I know. I want to be relaxed and yeah. have fun. And, and like, and also, uh, you know, do you, uh, I, it's not Lana Turner at, at Schwab's. Yes. Like, it's not like you're going to walk into a party and be like, casting people are going to turn around and go, I mean, or or the college recruiter is going to see the right. kid playing <laughs> yes, basketball. Exactly. It's the same idea. Like, when yeah. you're a kid, that's how you think it is. Like, if I'm, I'm going to walk into a party, yeah. everyone's going to turn around and be like, who is that? Yeah. You know? And it's like, Things happen, have to happen organically. How terrible would it be? Also, casting directors want a break too. They want to sit by the (laughs) pool and drink rose with their friends. They're not sitting out there going, I'm casting, I'm working. Oh, I need to meet. Oh, another actor? Great. It's like, or yeah, like I have sides in my bag. (laughs) You read these now. (laughs) Stop. You know, here we go. See you on set Monday morning. Uh, Have a light meal before. It's like, I don't know. It's like, what does any of that mean? It's, so like of a different it's not real and it's just a thing where you're like and yeah like I would go into a party just knowing who people Ugh, it's just so dark and creepy to me that like that you would look at people that way and and people can feel it people aren't dumb they're not like oh you're working me right now particularly for what I do you have to see the truth and behind what they're you know it's like I believe what you're saying you're really funny you're this or that I believe it or if that's like that felt false to me right right I'm at a party Feels false. And yeah. someone's coming at me. I'll sometimes lie and say I work in accounting. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. I totally yes. get it. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, it's, like, it's hard. Well, it, it's like I've had to learn when I, I take Lyft all the time now. And uh, yeah. at night, I don't like to drive a lot because I, I kind of can't drive. Um, <laughs> uh, and I like to drink. Uh, but I, Being safe. But I'm uh, being, being safe, safe, you know. That's smart. But I, I don't always tell Lyft drivers that I'm an actor just because sure. it starts the whole conversation. I'm like, when they say... It's like I say I'm an actor, and it's as if I'm saying, "Here's my audition for you." Right. And it's like, no, I'm. Just, that's literally yeah. what I do. Yeah. Um, or my favorite is, "What have I seen you in?" Uh huh. Yeah. Well, or I what know. have you worked on? It's yeah. like I don't know. What have you seen? Yeah. I don't know. I've done I a lot of stuff. I, just, yeah. I know. I don't make me do the other day That was. It was it was rough because he was driving so insanely slowly where it was like I was I was losing my mind and I was running late to something and I was I was already like kind of in a hurry and I got in and I was like and he's kind of checking the map and I'm like I'll tell you exactly where to go you're gonna go right down Sunset it's super easy it's just a straight shot you know and I was like and he's like I'm just looking at the thing and then I was just and I was trying to be patient but I was just like we gotta go we gotta get it and. 
halfway through, after I feel like I was being a total jerk, he's like, oh, have I seen you on something? And then it was me digging through my <laughs> resume to say, and I was like, I don't know what you've seen. Just say yes to something And I was quick. like, yeah. yeah. I was like, maybe I'm an actor. Oh, wow. And then he was like, I think I'd like to be an actor. Like, do you just get auditions like on Craigslist? or? Oh, how to, and I was like, honey. honey, I was like, please don't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you don't have, it, and it's not easy. Yeah. It's not thing. I, I'm not, I'm also like not here to pitch. Right myself or this my, this life on yeah. you yeah you know but it's weird it's like telling people you're you know uh you, you know i, I just like i'm like a magician or a card or some nice. like bizarro thing and you're like yeah. no that's just it's just what i do and it's right. it, i love my job but it's also not like you know and so yeah sometimes you just kind of have to say, but i've also been like how to just make up something completely differently because like if i say i'm a writer it's the same thing right. if i say i'm a teacher right. accountant shuts everybody down that they, really, know what that they is. don't know what that is they know they don't care it's right. not sexy that's good that's what I should say but then I have then I I just feel like I'd have to go back to my improv skills and expert <laughs> be an expert talker and be like I'm gonna make up accounting information but they don't really don't care. Care. no one no one, no one that's pursues good it to no know. one has a follow-up question oh yeah. well, that's so yeah, what, good what, what company yeah. are you with <laughs> oh and yeah and you just like, make up anything hnr block lelimer and clocks oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. right right they're right, great sure, yeah. just it's so uh, you just say the most base they and and then people are like wow you know a lot about the industry and i was like oh i'm just a fan of the of television uh, and film <laughs> i have entertainment weekly yeah that's uh, all yeah because it's just sometimes it because it i can see the well, because they think, I mean, because a lot of people too, they, they think you literally have a direct line of them getting a job, mm -hmm. which is not even true. Like you, yeah. it's like so many people involved in everything, like, but they will see is immediately like, I have to impress you and you're going to maybe you could hire me right now, mm -hmm. which is like, it's just, it's, yeah, that's, that's really, that's, that's intense. And also you just want to just be people together. Yes. Just like, come on, let, let, you know. I mean, I know we all live in LA. Odds sure. are we work in the industry. Right, of course. But also, you're from the Midwest and yep. went to an all male <laughs> college, right. which is yes. Catholic college, which is yep. fascinating. Yes. And yeah. those the, stories I want to hear. You I know? know. And that's the thing. That's actually what is makes you more interesting than like the Doritos commercial you're on about. Right, right. Yeah. Which I hope you book it. Right. I hope you Thank get you. it and make lots of money, <laughs> Casey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is true. Like, I think, and also people back home, and that happens out here too, but it feels like more back home. The thing that they're most excited about is like something that I spent four hours of my yes, life on. Exactly. You know? I know. Or exactly. And it's like, oh, this, yeah, this, they, this short film that I worked all year on that I'm trying to get people to watch. You want, Have you seen that? No, no, no. But I did see you in that uh, Cracker commercial yep. during the baseball game. Okay, yep. yeah, well. Great, great. great. exactly. So I know. And they're like, it's beyond, you know, um, yeah. making anybody. I, I had that with, uh, you know, I'd worked as assistant associate working my mm -hmm. way up. And Marcy Laroff made me a co-casting director on Ghost of Girlfriends Past with Matthew McConaughey oh, right. and Jen Garner. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited. I was in the main title credits. It was a big deal. Like, oh, it was a yeah. big deal, you know? And, of course, my in-laws, they're, they're, they are who they are. I love them. Yeah. Did not go to the theater to see this. Not You know, like, why right, would they right, do that? They right. waited why until it was on yes. Netflix or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And they said, I saw your name in the end credits. Uh-huh. Okay. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> right. I don't really like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, but, but that Jen Garner sure is sweet. And it's like Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't I didn't write it. Yeah. I didn't write I know, exactly. I didn't, and I didn't direct it. Yeah. And, and they were attached. <laughs> right. And but everybody else, like what, how about like Emma Stone? She was in it. Right. right? Yeah. I mean that was pretty Also, how about I yeah, I had a job <laughs> I mean, that I was yeah. like doing yeah. this really cool I was in yeah. a major movie and yeah. like I got to be you know, and this is what I love 
doing, but I love, I know it's very strange. It's yeah. people's And how opinion. do they dismiss it? Because it is in their home. Right. Sure. Yes. So it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I know. I did. I had a great time. I had a really good time doing it. And, and you know, was... paid my rent too. Yeah, so win-win. Exactly. Win-win. <laughs> uh, well, we're out of time. We're oh way gosh. over time. Oh, Look what we've done. Oh no. Um, I know. We should wrap it up. What have we learned? Start a hoodie business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, number, number one. one. Okay, so we're starting that immediately after yes, recording this. So okay. we're going to start our hoodie business. Office space. Um, you gotta find. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, find an office space. Mm-hmm. We'll involve the Muppets mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and a treehouse. If we get in any arguments, I won't fight them. No violence. <laughs> okay, okay. No, Sherilyn and I can't promise that. No, okay. not at no all. From you. No yeah. problem. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I want to thank my guests, Gerilyn Flood and Casey Faye. Thank you all so much for being on the show. Thank you. This was so fun. It was really, it was really fun. I feel very. I feel very um, refreshed, rejuvenated, and relaxed. And now we'll go back out into the valley heat. Yes, exactly. We'll talk go about our big. careers. Exactly. Fantastic. I'm very busy. I've got lots to. I have lots of projects to tell you all about. Uh, <laughs> this has been another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Thank you for listening, and have a week. Mm-hmm. 